Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And I can only assume that you've seen Toy Story 4. I have indeed. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to bury the lead, but... You have. I have. And first of all, was it spectacular? Was it a great... Well, it's not just a sequel. Was it a great follow-up to all the others? I, I, I really had a difficult time believing that they were going to maintain the quality. And I, I don't mean like a difficult time, but those three movies are just really like, I, I, I don't think there's a weak link in them. Like whereas in you've got like, say the Indiana Jones trilogy. And a lot of people will point to either like, you know, before crystal skull came along, everybody would always say, well, temple of doom is the weak link mm-hmm. or like uh, in the back to the future trilogy. A lot of people say that like they didn't enjoy the third one as much. Like, I have I have a really difficult time just going, there's no way they go for a fourth film and it's as good as the first three. Because they, they wrap that thing up in the perfect bow at the end mm-hmm. of the third one. And when they announced the fourth one, I was like, what what do you do now? Like, mm-hmm. I, you've, you really kind of just, you put it to bed in the most perfect possible way. And on top of that, name me off the top of your head how many... Fourth films in a series don't have just this precipitous, like, drop in quality. Like, most of the time, by the time you're to the Star, fourth Star Trek film. Four. Okay. That's, <laughs> that, I'm going to say that's probably more of an exception than a rule. But <laughs> normally, you're, you're doing, like, straight to DVD yeah. at that point or something. Like, there's just not a lot of things that can make it to four and you not be like, oh. Mm, we should okay. quit doing that one. Uh, so... It's it, it it's 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 amazing. So what I have read is yes, it did great, but below box office expectations, it's made only a hundred and eighteen million dollars. I I really think it's funny that like we 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 live in a world, especially in like Disney, like especially they're like, but Incredibles two did one hundred and eighty million, and and Finding Dory did one hundred and thirty two million, and that wasn't a very good movie. There's. There is not a world that I, I really don't think this movie has legs. Like, I, I understand it's a crowded summer mm-hmm. summer market, but like Pixar, besides maybe the good dinosaur, I like even even most of their bad ones. I'm talking about you, Cars too. Like, still <laughs> did very reasonable about business. You, planes. <laughs> well, Planes was initially a straight to DVD movie that they were just like, wait a minute, we can milk this puppy a little bit. <laughs> A little bit more. Like, there's a reason why that one didn't make as... I think people were just like, wait, that's not really a Pixar movie. And, and man, (laughs) was it not? Yeah. So, the story, without giving anything away, the story of Toy Story 4 is it takes place 24 years after Toy Story 3. No. Well, then I read something that told me that, and it was wrong. 24 years after uh, Toy Story 1. Like oh, uh, oh. all of the okay. all of the Toy Stories have uh, up to three. They were they were basically happening in real time. Right. Um, with the fourth film, um, it takes place. I, I don't know. I don't remember it specifying necessarily uh, right on, but it's very near to the end of Toy Story three. It's not like a Back to the Future two situation where it literally picks up mm-hmm. where the last one. But it's like within a year, maybe a couple of years, like. Uh, within that, the, the the little girl that you saw at the end of the third one 
is still a little girl. She is going into kindergarten. And she point. makes a, a fork spork type of toy? She is having a very difficult day, uh, her first day of kindergarten. And like uh, all the rest of the kids took like all of the um, the crafts that they were going to work with. And she's just kind of sitting there crying. Woody being the uh, just the, the, the altruist that he always is snuck into her backpack, despite the fact that Woody is no longer the favorite toy. Like mm-hmm. in all of the other three movies, he's basically Captain America. Like mm-hmm. he's in charge of the room. He's in charge of the other toys. Like he's heroic. Um, She's not really into the cowboy. Like Woody gets left in the closet a lot. Like he's said, so this is very much something that like as viewers of the series and I mean, as Woody's character, he's not used to not being in the spotlight. And there are times like he even starts trying to jump in and he'd be like, no, 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 guys, listen, we can do this. And the toy that actually does kind of run her toy room is like, Woody, I've, I've got it. <laughs> sit, sit down. Sit. okay, I don't, I don't, I don't need this. Uh, but Woody, Woody has basically said, okay, she does need help. Like, I remember when Andy went through this. Like, he had a really tough time, and they're just like, this isn't Andy. You, you just sit down, Woody, okay? You're not in charge. Like, he's he's basically kind of went into, like, kind of a maybe a retirement. I, I don't know exactly the, the proper word for it, but it's— They're trying to bench him, and yeah. he's not up for and it. And Woody's just—he is so used to being the one at the forefront of it, um, so— Against the wishes uh, of virtually all the other toys, uh, Woody goes with her to her first day of school. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever the kids take all this away, uh, Woody gets into the trash can and finds kind of an amalgamation of stuff that could be used as crafts and gets it to her. Um, She she uses this to kind of put it together. And the character Forky, uh, played by the the name of the actors, he's Arrested Development. Jason Bateman. No, not Jason Bateman. The uh, the David son. Cross. Oh, oh, um, the him. bald one. Um, what is it? What is his name? But he's the voice. Yes, he is the voice of the character. And Job, not Job. Um, <sighs> Liza Minnelli. Uh, that guy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's you're, we're. Yeah. That's the one. That guy. And he is he's so good. Oh, he's. <laughs> we just can't remember his name. I can see him. This this film very much. Uh, three was very much a definitive. Could be. Could have been a definitive end. This one also. Feels like it could be the end of the like if this is if there's no Toy Story five, it ended in a place that you're like okay this is a satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, if they I I really want some more Forky like Forky is a the when he is created like all of the rest of them like Buzz had that weird adjustment period because he he didn't realize he was a toy. Uh, Forky because he is made of trash believes that he is trash oh. and. Is basically like every time he pulls him out and like they try to explain to him, like Bonnie even writes on his his feet or it's a broken popsicle stick, mm-hmm. but she writes her name on it. And what he's like, OK, you're a toy. And he's like, I'm trash. And then he'll just jump. It, it's almost it, it plays like he's trying to commit suicide every time Woody Which gets is hilarious. Woody gets out of it like he tries to run back in there and he's like, ah, ah, I'm trash. I'm trash. I'm trash. So, like, every time Woody will throw him out, like, you'll see him jump right back into the trash can. Like, he doesn't understand this concept of, he doesn't he doesn't understand what a toy is. Like, he's, through most of the film, like, he's only, like, a day or so old. So, like, he, he doesn't understand anything. And it's played to a lot of, like, comic effect. But Woody, because he, he, he needs a purpose, mm-hmm. um, has decided that he is going to 
kind of keep up with it, him because, it, like I said, he's only three days old. He knows nothing. Right. Um, and he keeps trying to throw himself away. And Woody, understanding what this means to the little, his, his little girl at this point, wants to make sure that he is that he's kept up with. Well, Woody kind of slips up for like half a second and he decides to jump out of the RV that mm-hmm. they're in. They're taking like a, a vacation. Um, All I ever wanted. And Woody is, Woody is, you know, very distraught over this, jumps out the window at him, realizes he's like, okay, where are you guys going to be? What's the GPS say? Okay, I'll meet you guys there before you leave. And then you kind of, that's basically like the setup for it. And then you really kind of get into the adventure of it. So it's a buddy picture. Yes. And not the one, like normally, uh, Woody and Buzz are the ones that are paired together. Mm-hmm. Both of them are in the film. I would say if if the first three movies are Woody and Buzz's movies, this is almost Woody's movie. Like the rest mm. of them are still there. It's not a solo movie, but like Woody is given a tremendous amount of like the the character arc. He's getting given a ton of screen time. And oddly enough, and I, I feel weird for saying this, he's also given like a a love interest that actually has kind of a certain degree of like pathos. Like you you actually kind of feel it, it's a it's a believable romantic relationship in the and I, I understand how stupid what I'm saying sounds. But like uh Bo Peep. Annie um, Potts. Who we did and not Tony see Tony Hale is the other guy. There we go. Tony okay. Hale. Um, who we did not see in Toy Story 3, we are given the explanation, um, you're given like a little bit of a prologue showing why Bo Peep was not in that. Um, RC is being, like he was left outside and he's being uh, kind of drug out by rainwater. So they there's this kind of like little uh, interesting rescue op that's set mm-hmm. up. And um, while while Woody is doing this, and they save RC, um, this... This uh, I, I'm guessing it was probably like new parents or whatever. They're over talking to Andy's mom, and she's like, "Oh, well, she doesn't play with them anymore. You can have this stuff." And Bo Peep is one of the toys that ah. is gifted to another little girl. Um, Woody, like realizing that like Bo has been taken from him because it's uh, and I I know this is again it's weird. It's alluded to that they're romantically involved. Yes, in uh, I believe Toy Story two. Um, comes out there. Up on it on Toy Story One. Um, he comes out there and for a moment toys with leaving Andy and the rest of the toys and just going with Bo Peep wherever it is she's going. But at the last minute, like Woody is always very put upon by like his his purpose and he's mm-hmm. like I can't I can't leave them. Um, so the two of them have this kind of bittersweet separation. The very beginning and like I said, I, I know this is weird for a animated movie about plastic toys but like you you kind of feel it and like you understand that like he put his his duty above like what he wanted to do and again i I know i'd mentioned captain america again but in the same way that like instead of like coming back and being with peggy in first avenger he he ditches the the plane so that we don't have a nuclear explosion Mm -hmm. in the united states woody gives up this person he cares about because he's like this is this is what I'm supposed to do. This is this is my kid. Um, and you, you this is it's kind of hanging all over the movie. Whenever they get to this uh, carnival that they're staying at overnight, Woody runs back in to Bo. 
Mm-hmm. And she is, uh, the girl kind of discarded her, the one that they gave her to. She wasn't, she just didn't like her. And Bo ended up in this antique shop for several years. Bo became a lost toy. Aww. And she has this very, like, bitter, angry attitude to having kids now. She's like, I, I run free. Like, whenever kids come to this uh, this carnival, like, we're, we're at this RV park, they play with us, like, in this sandbox. Like, I fix people up. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Like, that's... That's not me anymore. Like, I help these other toys. I, I'm glad that you're, you know, I'm glad to see you. Um, but, you know, that's, I, I think you're you're kind of foolish for doing it again. Now, what has confused me about the Toy Story 4 storyline is, how does John Wick figure into it? Um, he is a toy, like, I, I they again, they don't specify the year, but he, it feels very 1970s, early 80s. Um, he is a daredevil toy, influenced Heavily by Evil Knievel and Super Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this toy so he's not actually playing John Wick. No, no. But he sounds remarkably like him, or hmm. for reasons unbeknownst to me. I see. Um, but he is constantly just wanting to pose, like, <laughs> and it's 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 very it's it's very delightful. Um, basically, the kid, whenever he got him, um, he had seen all this stuff that um, Kaboom could do in the commercials and he's like oh yes and he sets him up and he he starts playing with him and the toy can't do everything that it's kind of alluded to that they can do and like they were being very hyperbolic in the commercial Mm -hmm. so they're like oh he can jump this far and like as it turns out he can only jump you know two feet and i mean at the end of the day he's a toy he's not remote controlled like so the kid after after he's played with once discards him throws him away like he's done with him so like this character has this like rejection mm-hmm. that just hangs and like it, it affects like he doubts himself in whatever he does. Like he has this macho bravado, but down deep down inside him, like he's just waiting for somebody else to reject him after after one try. Like again, like they're really kind of these layered portrayals for what's I mean it's it's a it's a cartoon. Yeah, but but I'm saying like okay. you, the Toy Story ones. <sighs> There's I, something special there, about them. There is, and, and I'm, I'm saying they didn't like the the relationship between uh, Bo and Woody. Honestly, you could have done the entire movie about that. That's that's how rich and layered that is. It's only one aspect of it. Like, now, was Rickles able to record his stuff before he passed? They are. They are either using, um, like, f- like either like maybe deleted takes. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm sure they've got mountains of audio from the first three. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if it was. I, I haven't read up on it, so I don't know that it isn't him or if it isn't just him, but using a previous recording. Like mm-hmm. Slinky Dog is in it, and it sounds just like Jim Varney. I don't know. They obviously Jim Varney passed nearly I think 19 years ago, mm-hmm. 19 20 years ago. So he did he did not record his stuff for this, and he certainly didn't do it before his passing. But they could have used some alternate takes or right. th- there's a mountain of Jim Varney audio out there that they could have placed in here. Um, or it's a, somebody that just does a really good Jim Varney. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the family, how were they affected? You took everyone? Yes. Yeah, this was this was all eight of us. Um, and? The, the kids are, um, they, they grew up on these movies in as much as like they weren't born in 1995, but this was very much part of their childhood. Um, I don't think they even got as emotionally 
involved in this movie as I did, but Toy Story is something that gets plenty of of rounds in our household. Mm-hmm. Like um, you just you can't go wrong with Toy Story. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, honestly, like, sometimes they're just like, no, we've seen that. No, we've seen that. No, we've seen that. Like, generally, if I will pop in, like, a Pixar movie, nobody complains when I go grab Toy Story 2 or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but, like, yeah, the, 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 the quality is very much there. The new characters are, fa- like... But the, the kids, the alleged demo... Were, they were in on it, yeah. Like... Didn't have all the feels the adults would have. They, they... In in the same way that like I think I've mentioned before, like Ghostbusters as a kid, when I saw that, it was all about like busting the ghosts and they had proton packs. Like I was fascinated by this aspect. But when I as I got older, I realized there's a lot of comedy that I didn't. There's a whole nother movie that you don't perceive as mm-hmm. a child. And I think because Woody's Woody's arc in this is almost given like. it's almost like a metaphor for being a parent. Like he's not appreciated always for like at the beginning, like especially like at the beginning of your child's life, like you are their world. Like you're everything, you're everything to them. You're, you're fantastic. Like you're virtually a superhero when you get towards the end of it. Or, I mean, even into the teenage years, like you are not, you're not appreciated sometimes ever. You are doing the right thing. You're doing what you're supposed to, but no one, no one is giving you a lick of respect. You're not getting a pat on the back, even though you know this is what you need to do. And like that's what that's what Woody is doing this entire movie. And like I'll tell you, like when that kind of stuff starts hitting me, like I'm I'm not saying I cried, but like there was some dust in my eye during this movie, <laughs> or somebody somebody in the theater must have been cutting onions for the hot dogs in yeah, the. I, yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. but I'm saying like it it got a little moist, like. <sighs> In, in in the the visual area, well, just Toy Story three, and my kids aren't college age, but it's like I can see college from here. Oh, they they love to oh. give you an emotional uppercut, like mm-hmm. in these movies. And like I said, Woody's is very much play like, or that's that's the way I perceived it. And like, I, I'm not I'm not going to ruin the ending because the there's this very like fin- there's a bit of finality to it. Uh, I mean, not that I guess three wasn't, but like. It ends on a very bittersweet, but I would, I dare call it a perfect note to end these movies on. Like, if they get another idea, by all means. Like, ev- evidently, it, the, the same way that when I heard, like, James Cameron was doing a movie for, like, $315 million or whatever Avatar cost. And I'm just like, one day, this thing, you're, you're gonna, the bank is not gonna cash those checks. That's crazy. What are you talking about? This crazy blue cat movie? All right, then... Then it makes $2.7 billion, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to shut up. Anything James Cameron wants to shoot, he needs to shoot. Obviously, he has, he, he has touched in to, like, the, the, the whatever, into and the mind. I didn't think it was all that. Well, I, I, that, that's another, that's another, that's another discussion for another podcast. It's a podcast. perfectly fine movie. But eventually, like, you don't, don't bet against James Cameron. Yes. And in the same way, like, especially where Toy Story is involved, don't bet against Pixar. Or those characters. I mean, like, they, I can't imagine, they're well written. I can't imagine that you get a, a fifth film that doesn't have some kind of drop in quality, but I also didn't think they could do it for the fourth film. Mm-hmm. And, and yet here we are. Um, All right. So it is... Certainly worth seeing. You can go oh, back yeah. and see it again. I will. I, I would say if I can, if I can talk the kids into it, if we can find, 
it take not because of the lack of quality, but taking eight people to the movies. Well, I just meant you. It's not. Oh, I will. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is one. Like, it'll be pre-ordered. Like we'll mm-hmm. we'll we'll have it like day of. I will probably touch the touch on this one again, just because I, I will also say like we, we had we had recently kind of revisited the the three original films, and we had even watched the 4K of the original. Um, and it is amazing in 25 years. Like, and I don't want to say that it looks pedestrian or prehistoric, but like the the first Toy Story was made in 1995. It's the first film, the first feature length film to ever be done with computer generated graphics, which are now the norm. Mm-hmm. At that point, like everybody at Disney's like, sure, g- go ahead and test your little fad. Thing mm-hmm. that's crazy, computer generated <laughs> images. Okay, uh, um, floppy drive. Um, but like it, it, it. I mean, the movie itself still holds up. It looks it the the look of it has aged a little bit. It still looks very nice, but like when you see four up on the big screen, like projected, put up in its surround. I I don't know what what visual resolution they're running at, but like the movie just it it looks the colors just like pop it it is a visual feast mm. every single one of these movies has been a but i'm just saying like with the with the the benefit of being nearly 20 it's 20 what is it 25 mm. 24 i think it's 24 years you can see like how much pixar has like just kept putting money back into the the movie in addition to being just like a, a fantastic story, a multi-layered portrayal, it's also just gorgeous to look at. Mm-hmm. Like just lush colors, beautiful sound, and and you've got a performance by Tom Hanks. Like there's, if you can find something not to like about this movie, like I, I don't understand you. You're you're like you're what's wrong? Like with yes. with you're whatever you're world. talking about. <laughs> yeah. So. You are listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry, Jane Ellen talking with Adam Craven's movie reviews. Definitely worth seeing in the theater. Oh, yeah. If if you have kids, like, I mean, I don't, I'm probably preaching to the choir. If you have kids, like, you, you re, even the bad Pixar movies mm-hmm. are not, like, Good Dinosaur, which I think I mentioned earlier. It's not a bad movie, but it's not as good as, say... Monsters Inc. or Toy Story Two or mm-hmm. even their bad ones are hold up excessively well. Well, we have not seen it yet because there hasn't been a time when the four of us could go together. And I know this is not one of the ones where Jim is going to go. Ah, I don't really want to see it. This is a four see it together. It's I, I like I want to say the the Rotten Tomato score is some around ninety eight, mm-hmm. something like that. Like it's just. I have not seen a review. I haven't heard anybody that's just like, yeah, but, you know. (laughs) Like I said, I really, I don't think you, I I don't think you can to this movie. Like, if you can't, like, you're just, you are so cynical and dead inside that, like, (laughs) you need this movie more than anybody else. Like, you are the Grinch and you need to discover your Christmas and it is Toy Story 4. So, would you venture to say that this movie is going to be the biggest animated film of the year? Um, Right now it, it's up against, let's see. Are, are, are we considering the Lion King remake? Is that animated, animated. or is it technically live did, action? Did they train the lions to no. hold up the baby? I'm just like, I don't, was was the Jungle Book live action? Or what, what does hmm. it fall? I, I don't, 
I think the Lion King is going to be huge. Like it's going to be huge, huge. They they're bringing the guy that like John Favreau, who jump started the Marvel universe, did the very underrated. Just sequel. Imagine the money that he first has. first sequel to Jumanji. He is the producer and director of the Mandalorian, he which is, is money, which is the first Star Wars television show, uh, live action television show ever going to premiere. On, I'm just saying, like they got him. Like he is. He is basically Disney royalty at this mm-hmm. point. Jump started the whatever that the the live act live action remake of animated whatever you want to call that. Like he, he did the Jungle Book. I'm just saying. Oh, like, oh yeah. When when Disney wants something done and they want it done proper and they want it to make buckets of money, John Favreau is the one they go to. And and it, it, he is money, as you, you stated. <laughs> and as he stated in, he in Swingers. Yeah. yeah, we got his digits. <laughs> Still, <laughs> you know, this is old, and you'll have to search for it. But, and you have to have seen um, Sling Blade and um, Swingers. But there is a film. Both films in and of themselves that are, are definitely yes. worthwhile. There's a film where... The, the character, uh, mm-hmm. he is one of the swingers, and it's called Swing Blade, and it's like a five-minute thing. Uh, honest to goodness, even <laughs> without having the, the pun itself, <laughs> what would have sold me on just being like, okay, you got five. You got five minutes. Like There's a scene me. where he's trying to leave a message on the, the answering machine, but he can't mm-hmm, get it out before the beep. It's truly hilarious and i probably haven't seen that for like 10 years or so i i honestly i cannot think of a even even iron man 2 which was not as good as the first like the first iron man is just there's no fat on that you there's nothing to trim off of it Mm -hmm. it is just it it's just it it plays wonderful like like i said there's nothing i want to take out of it. the second one there's some stuff i could lose I don't know that I've ever seen a movie that he has directed that I've just been like, this is hot garbage. This is nonsense. <laughs> like, he did uh, Chef, I think, right after That's a really Iron good Man movie. 2. Yeah. Like, I- I'm just saying, like, I cannot think of anything in his filmography, like, that involves him, like, directing and, like, sometimes writing, that I'm I'm just like, this is worthless. This has no value to anybody. And the fact that Disney, like, The Lion King, back I, for those of you not, like, alive during that, that movie was huge. Mm-hmm. He, like, just kept setting, like, records. And I'm sure if you adjust that thing for inflation, like, you, you're talking about, like, 800, 900 million, like, domestically. The fact that, like like I said, they've got their their golden boy, like, they've got, like, the, their stallion on this, and it's that property, it's just a perfect confluence of events. Like, even if it doesn't, you know, like unseat, let's say, Endgame at the box office. I, I can't imagine like Disney is not just sitting there like counting money like they're in a casino. Just, oh, where does this thing stuck? Can you get a machine <laughs> to count? Th- I can't count this. There's so much of it. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, so nothing really came out against Toy Story 4 except for Child's Play, which was not the same audience. I. It is of note to say... Um, Mark Hamill is the voice of Chucky this Mm -hmm. time around. Not getting as positive of reviews. I have not got to watch this yet. But the fact that they have Luke Skywalker and the Joker himself as the voice of Chucky at least warrants me wanting to kind of like 
take a peek at this. And I do appreciate the humor that the movie to go up against Toy Story 4 does involve a doll. Have you have you seen the posters like that they've done for it? Basically, it's Chucky killing toys. <laughs> and they, they uh, for obvious reasons, like they can't get Woody's likeness, but it's heavily alluded to in a lot of those instances That's that he's funny. murdering like Disney characters or beloved toys or like, I think one of them I think is like a cabbage patch. I like, it's just, it, it's, it's a very amusing, um, it's a very amusing set of like advertisements. And Chucky, those stories have been around a long time, the stories of movies. Please refresh my memory. Chucky is a um, a ventriloquist doll that's possessed. He's I think he's a bit closer to like a my buddy doll. Okay, and he is possessed by the spirit of a serial killer. I think in the original, the voice is Brad Dorif, I believe, if I remember. Like played very like just very well um, in that. Like the first, I want to say three movies. Like Chucky is this very like precise like killer, but again trapped in in the the body of. And, and did they ever explain how that happens? Uh, I don't know, lightning or elven okay. magic or it's just a thing. Something. All right, you know, say say the Zoltar machine. But it's not from whatever. a comic book. There, there's some MacGuffin that they're just like and this and it it caused same liar liar. The kid wished. I don't I don't remember what it was, but like. It's something, and like if that's what hangs you up on this movie, you don't need to watch that movie <laughs> or any of those movies. So next week, we are on Countdown to Spider-Man. Yeah, it's July 2nd, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, so does that mean we're going to have a preview Wednesday, maybe? Well, here, you you bring up Spider-Man to say this, and uh, we've mentioned Avatar and Endgame in this. Uh, Endgame is also being re-released, I believe it's this weekend, with additional footage. Totally want to see it. I don't know what that foot... No no place has told me what that footage is, but I'm telling you, if you want to get people into theaters and you want to potentially push it past Avatar, which at this point Disney owns too, so like they don't lose yeah, who it. Cares? If they don't if they don't push it past number one, they're just like, oh, wow, we only made two point seven six million dollars. Mm-hmm. What what'll we do? Um if you want to get people back into theaters, because like I mean, the, people were seeing this thing in droves. The the Fox deal is done at this point. Disney owns the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, um, I think I think Submariner as well. Like they, they have almost all of the toys back in the toy box. If you do a post credit scene, which that did not, that was not included the, the mm-hmm. first time around. I think you just had like the signatures, like right. via Star Trek six, like kind of saying no one stayed for the end of that, Adam. I'm listen. Someone did. Someone <laughs> did. Jay. Someone stayed at the end of Star right. Trek six too. That's a good movie. I'm saying if you. Even just even if you allude to the fact that like the X Men or the Fantastic Four, like somehow the Snap created mutants, or like the Snap opened up a dimensional rift, and that's what created the Fantastic Four. And now Reed Richards is this is in this Earth because Mysterio is purported to be from a different Earth in the previews to Spider Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like I think that's what you're that's what the thrust of this like if the Infinity Stones are what represented those first 10 years, I think the multiverse is where you start bringing that. You've got S.H.I.E.L.D., which just defended Earth. You've got uh, S.W.O.R.D., and what was the... 
There's another one. Basic. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a organization similar to Shield, but they they kind of deal with the multiverse. I'm stuck on an image of Thanos snapping, but he's actually Michael Jackson. He did just have the one glove. You know, doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like I like I said, I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know if it's just stuff they already shot. But like if 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 I got word that that's what is play, like I, I I've already seen and you don't have to lure me further to get me to go watch Endgame again because I've already done it. I've already done it several times, and that that movie is three hours. I just find myself. Finding a reason to go back mm-hmm. and watch it again because I don't I don't want it to leave theaters and I'm just like this is just this is so wonderful. If you do that and like I said, there's just there's a I don't know it's a X Men belt buckle or like anything. I like I don't know if it pushes it past it, but I'm telling you, you want to get people back into theaters to watch Endgame again in a decent like chunk. I think that's how you do it. Like, would it not be wise to add a little more uh, Spidey time? I'm. Th- that's why I'm saying, like, I think it probably will book in or like kind of dovetail into Spider-Man because that only makes sense, especially considering we're what two weekends, like this weekend, and then the next is Spider-Man. Like, go go ahead, get him back in there, make a couple like couple more shekels off Endgame, and then get them to go see Spider-Man and have even more money mm-hmm. in the. The, the the pirates chest or whatever <laughs> I don't I don't know how they keep their money maybe, maybe it's digital maybe it's in, in a hole in the ground okay well we have uh, lots more movies to talk about in the coming weeks because it's summer movie time I like that true story it is a true story I I have so many I want to see and yet <laughs> work gets in the way I I will say this and and then I'll stop because if they are opening the multiverse. And Sony does want another Spider-Man movie. And if we're confirming that multiverses do exist, how perfect would Spider-Man 3 be if it had three Spider-Mans and the other two are played by Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire? Ooh. I'm just saying, like, they just did an animated movie about there being a Spider-Verse. That would be that, great. That just won Best Animated Picture. Can you think of a better reason to go watch... Spider-Man 3, then have not one, not two, but three Spider-Mans. It, what's Tobey Maguire doing? Mm. You know? Nothing. That's that's yeah, what he's pretty doing. pretty much. Uh, I think it's a great idea. All right. So, Toy Story 4, it is uh, excellente. Go and see it. And thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.